Amen. Let's take our Bibles this morning and turn with us, if you will, to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 27. And uh, I tell you, I want to thank God for the good meeting and the good presence of the Lord that's in this place. Amen. And doesn't it feel good to have a, a church to go to on Sunday and uh, be saved by the grace of God and be able to worship the Lord. Amen. Well, I didn't come to preach the message that I'm going to preach this morning, and uh, so I just want to be led by the the Lord in the in the message, and so I felt like as they were singing and just as God was working in this service, I felt like God just directed my heart to this passage of Scripture, and so by the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach a few minutes this morning, uh, just kind of off the cuff on this thought, and so you pray with us and for us, if God will help us. If He don't touch us, it doesn't matter what we have. Amen. If he doesn't touch us, there's not going to be any preaching anyway. Amen. And so we need God's help and we need God's touch. And I always want to be sensitive to just say what the Lord uh, would direct us to say. So Acts chapter 27, if you're able to stand with us in reverence to the Word of God in prayer. Lord, just really dealt with my heart these last few moments about this verse of Scripture. Acts chapter 27 and verse number 41. The Bible says, "...and falling into a place where two seas met." They ran the ship aground, and the forepart struck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with violence of the waves. The soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they should swim, that they that could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name, God, that you would give us liberty. Lord, I pray that you would touch us this morning, help us not to say anything that would grieve you in any way. But, oh God, may you be glorified. I pray that your Son would be magnified and the church would be edified. Father, I pray that you'd lift our hearts up this morning. Lord, if there's anybody here under the sound of our voice that's never truly been saved, they've never been born again, they've never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, Lord, I pray that today would be their day of salvation. Lord, that we know that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to your mercy that you have saved us. Lord, we know that the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, God, I pray if there's anybody here this morning that's trusting anything other than you to get them to heaven, I pray that today would be the day they come to know Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, I think about that old song, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. I pray now you'll help us and we'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to draw your attention to verse number 41 and verse number 42. And I want you to see in the latter part of verse number 41, the Bible says, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And then in verse number 44, the Bible says, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And I want to preach on this subject this morning on when everything begins to fall apart. On when everything is falling apart. And you know, that's what's happening in this text here is that these men have been out on the sea and they've been through the storm and everything, (coughs) 
excuse me, around them, and everything uh, uh, that they are holding on to is falling apart. You know, sometimes in life, that is the way that it seems. It seems like everything that seems strong and everything that seems like something that you are holding on to, a lot of times it seems like the storms of life just has a way of knocking everything out from under us uh, and everything just falling apart. The Bible talks about in Acts chapter number 27, as Paul had warned these men not to set sail, yet they did not listen to the man of God. And the Bible says in verse number 16, that, uh, or the verse number 14, that but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And this storm that they encountered was unlike any storm that they had ever seen before. A storm like this uh, is a storm in which the wind blows in every direction. And you know, sometimes in life, it seems like that the wind is blowing in every direction. It seems like everywhere you turn and everywhere you look to, it just seems like things go from bad to worse. And I'm sure this morning in a crowd like this that there are several people that can identify to it or else you have seen it at some point in your life. And it seems like the harder you try to serve God, it seems like the harder things will get. And sometimes it just feels like everything in life is falling apart. Well, what I see in this text this morning is that when everything began to fall apart in their life, God gave them exactly what they needed. And you know this morning, none of us are here by chance or circumstance. None of us, us, none of us are here by accident. But God has brought every one of us uh, uh, to this place for such a time as this. Uh, uh, God has divinely appointed us uh, uh, to be where we're at. Uh, I do not believe uh, in Calvinism this morning, but I do believe in a sovereign God, and I do believe in the providential hand of God. I do believe that when everything is falling apart in our life uh, and everything is out of control in our hands, uh, everything is still in control in his hands, uh, and that God sees all and God knows all and God can handle all that is in our life. Uh, and what I see is that God saw the storm before the storm ever came. Amen. Uh, God saw the problem uh, before the problem ever came in their life. Uh, and can I tell you, I'm glad this morning that I serve a God that looks ahead. Amen. I'm glad I serve a God that sees around the corner. I'm glad I serve a God uh, uh, that sees the problems uh, and sees the need uh, uh, before the need ever arises in my life. And so what God does in this text here is he gives these men what they need to make it through the storms of life. He gives them what they need to make it when everything is falling apart. Now the ship was broken, the Bible says, in several pieces. And the word of God says in verse 44 that they made it safe to land some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. But I want to tell you the most important thing about our text is the last phrase of verse number 44 in chapter 27 the Bible says that they escape all safe to land. Amen. You know life may fall apart but I can promise you if you know Jesus and you're living for God I can firmly promise you I don't know how I don't know when and I don't know where but I do know this much that God will let us all make it safe to land. Amen. There may be trials and troubles and tribulation but God is going to let us make it to the other side this morning. And isn't that a comfort to know that? That in spite of the hardships and troubles of life, 
We're going to land safe to land. You see, there are four different times we find the word escape. In verse number uh, 44, it's mentioned. It's mentioned in verse 42, uh, and then it's mentioned two times in chapter 28. And can I tell you this morning that even though uh, we go through things in life, somehow uh, God just knows how to help us escape the trials and the troubles of life. Now, God had given them everything they needed to escape what they were facing. And you may be here this morning, you may say, Preacher, it doesn't look like I'm going to make it through. You may be here and say, Preacher, it doesn't look like things are going to get no better. But I want to tell you this morning, God knows what we need. And in this text this morning, I see that in Acts 27 that the apostle Paul is in this storm and in this storm, God gave him what he needed. He gave him some anchors that would help him through the storms of life. In verse number 22, as Paul stood in the midst of that storm, he had a word from God and God will give you a word in the midst of your storm. And he said, I exhort you men uh, to be of good cheer. Can I stop and say this? Uh, The best kind of Christians to be around is those Christians that still have a positive word in the midst of the storm. Amen. I'm telling you, nobody likes to be around people that are whining and belly aching all the time. Somebody say amen. And nobody likes to be around the down and outers. Amen. And nobody likes to be around the people that are full of gloom and doom. You say, well, preacher, don't you ever get discouraged? Sure I do. But in times of discouragement, there's still blessings that we can find when we're discouraged. You see, the world is watching us this morning. Hey, when we get discouraged, and we do, we can encourage ourselves, as the Bible said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, I'm not preaching a Joel Osteen message this morning. I'm not talking about higher living. I'm not talking about happier thoughts. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about the Spirit of God that lives in those of us that are saved this morning is able to help us to rise above the circumstances of life. It's never the will of God for me to live in doubt and defeat. It's never the will of God for me to go around with a sad, long face. I do know that we're to weep but the Bible says that weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning amen God knows how to give joy in the midst of our sorrow the Bible said in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you David said I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth hey we that are saved this morning we ought to live every day of our life on the upper plains of life we ought to live every day thanking God uh, that he's given us another day to live this side of eternity. Uh, We ought to be thankful we're not in hell. We ought to find something to rejoice in. Uh, As Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, And he said again, I say rejoice. Amen. Uh, I say the happiest people ought to be God's people. Amen. Uh, We ought to not have long sad faces, uh, uh, but the joy of the Lord uh, is our strength. Amen. And Paul's a perfect example. Going through the storm of his life in a storm that he did not ask for in a storm that has come because of bad decisions of others. In a time when Paul could have got the mully grubs or even bitter at those that brought him into the storm that he was in, Paul found a word of encouragement and said, I exhort you to be of good cheer. You say, well, preacher, how could he do that when everything in his life was falling apart? Because Paul had some anchors, amen? And one of those anchors is the worship of God. Look what he said in verse number 22. He said, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. 
up. How can you say that, Paul? Well, he said, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. You know how Paul could have a word of encouragement when everything in life was falling apart because Paul never stopped worshiping God. Amen. I'm telling you, Paul had the mindset that if I'm going to go under, if I'm going to sink in this storm, I'm going to sink with my hand still raised toward heaven. I'm going to sink with a smile on my face. I'm going to sink with a spring in my step. I'm going to sink praising God. Well, can I tell you something? Nobody's ever went under praising God. Nobody's ever sank the glorifying God. And in the midst of that worship, Paul said, there's somebody that was standing by me in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. You know what happens a lot of times when life falls apart? Is he still standing there like he always has been? But we stop worshiping when things start falling apart. And it doesn't mean that God has withdrew his presence. But what it does mean is we have failed to recognize his presence. We've allowed the storm to consume us. We've allowed the problem to overtake us. So we take a back seat and we ignore him because we're so focused on this. But that's not what Paul was doing. Man, the wind was blowing in every direction. I'm telling you, that ship was being turned and it was being tossed. Uh, Everything was being turned upside down. Everybody around Paul was, woe is me, we're gonna die. And there's no hope. All hope is gone that we should be saved. Uh, But in the midst of it all, uh, Paul just recognized. uh, And in the midst of it all, there stood Jesus. Amen. And my friend, he had a fellowship and he had a communion in the storm. When it all was falling to pieces, he found out that the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. That the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. Amen. I'm here to tell you worship is the one thing that will pick you up above the shadows. It's the one thing that'll see you through the valley. When we focus our attention on him and we begin to magnify not the storm, but the God of the storm, he'll come alive and he'll be real even when life is falling apart. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you know a good thing about being saved is it doesn't matter if you got a million dollars in the bank or if you don't have two nickels rubbed together, you can still worship God. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, it doesn't matter if you're healthy or if your health is falling apart. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. You can go to church on Sunday and you can be as healthy as a youth. Or listen, you can be, listen, just barely able to put one foot in front of the other. But the same presence of God. David said, I once was young, but now I'm old. And he said, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I'll tell you something, God don't forsake his children. Amen. God don't leave them in the middle of the storm. He don't walk away when times get rough. He don't quit holding their hand. He don't quit picking them up. He don't quit seeing them through. He'll go with you and he'll be real and he'll love on you if you'll love on him even in the storm. Hallelujah. Tell you we'll find out sometimes the only anchor we really got is to get along with him. When life is falling apart and we don't know which way to go, seem like the only thing we got to hold on to is our love for Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, our light is never shining brighter than whenever things are falling apart, but yet we still got a smile on our face. We still got the joy of the Lord. Amen. That's when the world takes notice of us this morning.
And I'm so glad to say I serve a God that's as good when things are broken as he is when things are fixed. And he found an anchor in the worship of God. When life was falling apart, he found an anchor in the will of God. Notice what he said in verse 24, saying, Fear not, Paul. Uh, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, I have given thee all them that sail with thee. Can I tell you something this morning? Paul had an assurance and Paul had an anchor and that anchor was the worship of God and that anchor was the will of God. When everything was falling apart in, in Paul's life, uh, uh, Paul found that anchor because God said you have got to be brought before Caesar. Now that was the will of God in Paul's life. The rest of those men were not in the will of God. They failed to listen to what the man of God said and because of that they found themselves in a great storm and many people have found themselves in that same situation but Paul was just simply doing what God was calling him to do and found himself a victim of circumstances. Do you know this morning that if you're in the will of God that is the safest place you can ever be is in the will of God. Let me tell you something about the will of God. No storm can touch you when you're in the will of God. The wind may howl and the waves may, the waves may row and the, and the water may billow. But Paul had an assurance that he was getting through the storm. You know why? Because God had more work for him to do. And he told him, he said, Paul, I've given you everybody that'll sail with you. They may not be in the will of God, but you're in the will of God. And if they'll stay with you, they'll make it through the storm. Can I tell you something this morning? It always does good to hang around people that are in the will of God. Amen. Because Paul was in the will of God, these were sinners. And they would have died and drowned and went to hell in the midst of this storm. That's why when they got ready to jump ship, Paul said, hey, except you abide in this ship, you cannot be saved. You know why that is true? It's because that's where Paul was staying. Amen. Paul wasn't going to leave the ship. And the ship's a type of the church. And a man of God will never leave the church. Even in the storms of life. Even when it looks like she's going to sink. Even when it looks like she's going to go under. Paul said, it's the will of God for me to abide in the ship. Can I say it's the will of God for every one of us to stay in the ship? Amen. Stay with the ship. Stay with the church. Amen. Stay with the man of God. You'll escape some things by doing that in life. Say, preacher, what do you do when life's falling apart? I'm going to tell you, the worship of God will be your anchor. And when everything in your life is falling apart, you know what else is? The will of God. You see, some of you may be here this morning. You may be contemplating getting out of church. You may be contemplating going to another church. Can I tell you this morning, if God puts you here, you better stay here, friend. You say, Brother Gravely, you're just trying to keep me. I'm not trying to keep you here. I'm trying to keep you in the will of God. Amen. I've watched too many people shipwreck their life thinking the grass was greener somewhere else, thinking things were better over yonder, only to find out, friend, the will of God's the only thing that'll keep us afloat when life falls apart. You see, somewheres in life, for all of us this morning, we're gonna face some tragedies. Somewheres in life, we're gonna face heartaches. I wished it wasn't so, but Job said, man that's born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. Every one of you young people, you're gonna face some tragedies and troubles in life and so will I now I'm telling you what will help me through the hard times is to know that I'm where God wants me to be at when those times come you see when storms come we pillar our head and we think one of the two things we pillar our head and we either think has this come upon me have I brought this upon myself 
Has this come upon me because I'm out of the will of God? Or we pill our head saying, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I know I'm where I'm supposed to be at. And I'm trusting you to help me make it through. And can I tell you something, friend? You sleep a whole lot better when you know where you're supposed to be at. When you lay there wondering, would this have happened had I just been where God wanted me to be? I may not always do right. I may not always be what I want to be, but I always want to be where I'm supposed to be. Amen. Even if you can't be what you're supposed to be, you need to be where you're supposed to be because there's a certain amount of safety. There's an anchor in the worship of God, of the will of God. When life was falling apart, he had an anchor in the word of God. Amen. Look what he said in verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, he said, be of good cheer, for here's what he said. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. You know what Paul did in verse number 25? He did the same thing you and I have to do when life is falling apart. We have to believe that book, amen? Paul took the word that God gave him in the storm, and Paul said, I just believe that it'll be even as it was told of me. You see, Paul is talking to a bunch of sinners, and when he tries to encourage sinners and tell them, that, hey, there's some Somebody stood by me this night, the angel of God, the who's the who I am, the one that I serve. And he told me, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, I've given thee all them that sail with thee. I'm sure them bunch of sinners, so uh, sailors looked at him and said, Man, listen, uh, uh, we don't see nobody standing by you. Uh, Paul, you've been in this storm so long, you're starting to hallucinate. Uh, they were non-believers. Uh, uh, they didn't believe the word of God. They didn't believe what they could not see. And the whole time Paul's uh, telling them that. Uh, ships are rocking and are reeling and things are breaking and they're throwing things overboard and they're probably looking at Paul saying hey Paul uh, there's no way we believe what you're saying but you know what Paul said to them he said sirs you may not believe this but I want you to know I believe it will be even as it was told to me yes the storm may look bad and it may even get worse but God will see us through God will make it through help us make it through. And can I tell you friend, when you can't track him you sure can trust him. Amen. If you'll just stay with the book if you'll cling to the promises and do what the Bible says God will see you through. Amen. I watch too many people when problems come and life falls apart they quit doing the things they're supposed to do. Now I want to tell you this morning you can see all, seek all the counsel you want. You can run to every resource you have. But the truth of the matter is this. When we fail to do God's promises, life does not get better. It gets harder. And so many times when life falls apart, here's what we do. We try to grab a piece of this. We try to grab a piece of that. We try to hold everything we can together. And I'm going to tell you, friend, we can't do it. You say, what do you do? You just got to get in this book and say, God, I can't do anything about all this around me. I can't fix none of it. The harder I try, the worse it gets. So, Lord, the only thing I'm going to do is what you told me to do. And I'm telling you, God takes care of things. I'm telling you, I've watched God. I'm telling you, I've watched him. I've watched him in the last four to five months. I've watched him answer prayers that... I'm telling you, August the 3rd, I looked at a couple things and I said to myself, there's no way... 
that can be fixed. And there was only one thing I could do. But if I did it, it was not going to be, it was going to be terrible. It was going to be a disaster. And I said, God, I can't fix this. But if it's what I'm supposed to do, I'll do it. But if you can help me, I'm telling you, listen, I started praying and in my flesh so many times the flesh would say, that's the only way. And something on the inside would say, no, you just keep on praying. You just do what you're supposed to do and I'll take care of it. I'm here to tell you, even when I couldn't see a way, he made a way, amen. Even when I couldn't see an answer, God just made an answer, amen. Have you ever been looking at something so big you couldn't see over it or around it and you thought, my Lord, there's just no way. That's what Paul was looking at. But if God can make a way through that storm for Paul, he can make a way through the storm for you and I. And I want to tell you this morning, the word of God is our anchor, amen. You ought to read this Bible every day of your life. Amen. Stick your nose in it. I'm telling you, I don't care if you're having a good day or bad day. It's better on the bad days than it is on the good days. Can I tell you the truth? Uh, it's better for us when we're not doing good than it is when we are doing good. But stay in the book. Amen. If I could preach anything, if I only had one sermon it to, to a saved person, it would be stay in the book. Stay in the book. Stay in that Bible every day. Saturate your mind. Didn't it? Get it in your heart. Live it in your life. Uh, I'm telling you, the Bible will fix everything in your life. Amen. It'll help you. It gives us guidance for everything that we face. And it is an anchor when your life's falling apart. I want to say this in closing. What else was an anchor? Not only the, the will of God and not only the word of God and not only the worship of God, but I want to tell you this morning, the work of God was an, was an anchor to Paul. You see, Paul was busy about God's business. And I think so many times this is what happens when life falls apart. Do you know the first thing that when things start falling apart, do you know the first thing most people in church do is they slack up on their commitment to God. When they have financial trouble, they stop giving. That's the worst thing you can do. When they have, uh, when their life gets engulfed with problems and situations, their church attendance goes. Or maybe, and I'm not talking about sickness this morning. I'm talking about problems and storms in life that, that, that they just quit coming to church. If there's ever a time you need church, you need it when the problems come. Or they quit visiting. They quit passing out tracts. Well, they stop being conscious of souls. You know, winning a soul to Jesus Christ will help you about overcoming anything in your life. Amen. But many times we let things go. We unloosen our spiritual and our commitments to God when we should keep our commitments to God. Paul in the storm, he doesn't lighten up. He keeps on going. He keeps on helping where he can help. And can I tell you, that's what you've got to do. When the storms of life and when things fall apart, you can't slack up on God. You know what we've got to do? We've got to keep on staying busy about the Father's business. I remind you, when our Savior was beaten and bruised and battered, He gave His best because it was the work of God in His life. And the Bible says in verse number 42, watch this, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. You know what I got thinking about? They get to the place where, light, where the land is in view. And they say to those that can swim, cast yourself over. And those that had the ability and the strength to swim, they swam to shore. But then there were those that were weaker that didn't have the ability to swim. But what about a God when life is falling apart?
Here's a man. He's got the ability, and God knows it. He can make it to the shoreline. So God lets him make it. Here's a man that's so weak or even he's unable, he doesn't know how to swim. And the storm in the midst of that great big old storm, when that boat is being broken into a thousand pieces, it's being shattered. The God of heaven knew that man needs a board. That man won't make it. He'll drown. You know the God I serve is so big, he doesn't forget anybody. You know what he did? He broke that ship. What looked like a total disaster, Brother David, was really a design plan of God. Because he broke, in, he broke those pieces just in enough places to give those men what they needed to make it to the shore. What about a God that can take shattered pieces of our life? And what looks like a disaster is really a design plan to help somebody that's weaker make it to the shore. I'm telling you, those that could swim, God let them swim. But those that couldn't, he gave them a broken piece. You know, there have been some times I didn't feel like I could swim. There have been some times I didn't think I could make it to the shoreline of whatever I was going through. You know what God would do? I'll tell you what he would do. He wouldn't give me the whole boat, amen? He wouldn't dump the whole boatload on me, but I'll tell you what he would do. I could be reading my Bible one morning or one night, Brother Laddie, and I'll tell you, I thank Lord I can't make it. I can't make it any further. I mean, this is about to get the best of me. He wouldn't dump the whole boatload on me, but I'll tell you what he would do. He'd give me just a piece of that boat, amen? He'd just give me a little board, a little verse. It ain't the whole book that I needed, amen? But this book is so so powerful that just a broken piece out of it. God will just tear a little piece out of his word and say here son, this will be enough. This verse will be enough to help you make it to the shoreline. You can escape with this verse this morning. Hallelujah. I think we could all testify. I've escaped a lot of storms floating on one board of God's word. Hanging on. I can see that old boy in my mind. That board's all he's got. Hallelujah. That board may not be big and it may not be much, but it's all he's got left. And he's holding on to it because he can see the shoreline and the sun's about to break through. He's about to make it to the end and he's clinging with everything he's got to that one piece. Amen. Have you ever held on to one verse so tight and said, God, I don't know, but I'm just going to hang on to it. You gave it to me. I'm going to tell you that book won't let you down. Amen. It'll help you make it to the other side when life is falling apart. The Word of God will be your anchor. I wonder as they come and get us a song this morning. I want to ask you this question. Number one, are you saved? Everybody's got a different definition of salvation. But I'm asking you, are you saved according to that book? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm not trusting anything to get me to heaven but Jesus. Amen. Acts 4 and verse 12 said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Are you saved this morning? If you're not saved, you need to come. But I want to tell you this morning, if you're saved, as we stand all over the house, maybe you're here, maybe you feel like life is about to fall apart. Maybe you're facing something this morning. Why don't you come to an old-fashioned altar? Why don't you cling? You don't need the whole book. Thank God for the whole book. 
You don't need the whole book. You just need a verse. You just need a word from God. You just need the will of God. The worship of God. Don't lose your song in the midst of your storm. Don't let sorrow overtake your joy. God's bigger than the storms and the sorrows of life. And He can see you through this morning. Brother David's going to sing. Folks have come. Others may need to come this morning. You be obedient to the Holy Spirit. If He speaks to your heart, I want you to come this morning while we sing.